1: I'm just a bill, yes I'm only a bill
0: and I'm sitting here on Capitol Hill. Well, it's a long, long journey to the Capitol City. It's a long, long oh, wait yes. while I'm it sitting is in a committee. A long, long roads. And uh, we've talked about the political side of things. Uh, again, uh, we expect to see over 100 million in ad buys targeted at uh, senators who are uh, either on the fence, a little wobbly, or slightly against the uh, 2,702 page 1.2 trillion dollar spending package so that's the politics and influence of it to get into the process of what's going to take place over the next little bit uh, we go to our uh, ultimate inside source when it comes to all things senate procedures and how a bill actually (coughs) makes its way through james walner joins us from our street institute james how you doing i'm doing well how are you good we we pulled out a little schoolhouse rock for you just as you know not not everybody gets walk-on music like schoolhouse rock so you've you've kind of up upgraded your uh, your cool status
1: well well thank you I, I remember it I love it and one day we'll have to play the schoolhouse rock where they talk about what budgeting is. <laughs> It's, a, it's hilarious and very true.
0: <laughs> All right, we're going to save that one for tomorrow. <laughs> uh well, let's let's dive into this. Uh, so we know we we've got the we actually have bill text now. We know it's 2702 pages. Uh we were joking yesterday that we should make it an Olympic sport and unless a, a member can hoist the bill above their head for 20 repetitions, they don't get to cast a vote. Um uh, but <laughs> But I like it. I like it. But tell us what's going to happen. Uh, so we're we're now open for debate and amendment. Uh, what is uh, what what does that mean? What is that going to look like?
1: Well, I think the first thing your listeners need to to understand is that this process is pretty much boilerplate for how the Senate does. Um, Any kind of major piece of legislation these days, that is, it has a bipartisan group of negotiators who are meeting behind closed doors for good or for bad, and they are negotiating uh, a piece of legislation. When that legislation finally hits the floor, and in this case the infrastructure bill, it is deemed to be beyond change at that point. And the floor process that follows is designed to basically rubber stamp that bill. And again, that bill may be good or bad, but everything that we will see playing out is designed to ensure that amendments that are somewhat significant or controversial fail in advance. And uh, minor or inconsequential amendments, uh, they don't really matter, so they may or may not be adopted. But the whole thing is a foregone conclusion. Mm.
0: And so once they, they go through that process, and we know the other thing that tends to happen on some of those things where people are like, yeah, let's, we'll let that fly in. Uh, there also tends to be uh, a little bit of lobbying work going on there where people can get tucked in a little uh, money here or there for uh, whatever the pet project might be. Uh, but often that amendment process gets boiled down to one uh, voter I think was the term we always used for it. Uh, in ter- and just a late night uh, where amendments kind of pop up and get dismissed or, or passed. Uh, so are we just looking at a, at a day or two on that?
1: I think so. I mean, I don't think the Senate will be doing this for much longer. Look, the way that the Senate considers and passes big bills like this is that it, it schedules final votes by unanimous consent or it uses a cloture, which is a fancy term for the, that 60 vote threshold or the filibuster that we typically talk about. And if a senator... Objects to unanimous consent and enough senators do so, then they have no, then the majority party or whoever wants to pass this bill will oftentimes give them a vote on an amendment. And then they'll stack all of those amendments up until the very end and they'll go late into the night to try to wear out senators. So you may want to offer three amendments, but at two in the morning that magically becomes two or even one amendment. And it's a way to kind of wear down senators so that they don't actually offer enforced votes on things they and their constituents think are important.
0: Yeah. And I think that's important for us to to recognize that, again, you may have your senator uh, may have an amendment that could make the bill better, could be important for interest to the state. Uh, but often uh, they kind of run out the shot clock where it gets to be two or three o'clock in the morning and everyone's exhausted. Uh, and suddenly it's like, well, you're not going to get two amendments. We'll We'll give you this one. And that's that's all you're going to get.
1: Right. And it becomes a lot harder to insist on two amendments at that point because you're tired. Your colleagues are grumpy. No one really wants to be there. Your family back home is saying, where are you? Right. This is this is designed to wear senators down. And one other thing I find quite humorous and your listeners, I think, should take note of this is that we hear an awful lot of complaining on both sides of the aisle about the so-called filibuster and about how a minority of the Senate thwarts what a majority wants to do. Well, I predict, and I think this will be the case, is every single major amendment, if not every amendment that is offered to this bill over the next couple of days, is going to be set by unanimous consent at a 60-vote threshold. And that is because the majority party, in this case the Democrats, are the price for a senator getting their amendment pending and a vote on it is guaranteeing its defeat. And that is a minority, a simple minority, uh, defeating uh, an amendment by setting a higher threshold for its acceptance and passage. And that seems hypocritical to me.
0: Yeah, and uh, it, it's so interesting as this starts to play out, and you'll see these amendments get talked about, and you'll see who's you know kind of leaning one way or the other. Uh, and this idea of the, the filibuster uh, of being of having to get they have to get to sixty uh, in order to get to the final vote, right?
1: Uh, Yes and no. I mean, that's one of the one way of doing it. Another way is by unanimous consent. And yet another way is just to wear down the minority. I mean, look, there are no vetoes in the Senate. The senator wants to talk on a bill, let the senator talk on the bill. Eventually, that senator is going to stop talking, and they can only give so many speeches on a bill. And that's the way the Senate used to operate, and that's how it operated even before it had the cloture process. And it managed to do really big things without invoking cloture.
0: Yeah, uh, and obviously they're they're throwing in uh, a couple of other interesting things that, again, a lot of these are, are kind of the false choice arguments or uh, things that just uh, really aren't real in terms of how the Senate functions. Uh, One is is kind of this artificial shot clock that there, uh, of course, many of the senators uh, would very much like to be back in their home states uh, for the month of August. Uh, Some call that recess and some take a recess and many uh, travel around their states and and do in-state work periods. So we we won't judge anyone there. Uh, The the bigger question, though, is knowing everyone wants to get out of town. And then, as you mentioned, James, uh, sometimes just wearing them down into the middle of the night uh, you know, the the greatest lubricant of all to uh, get to the end of a, of a bill and a vote is the the jet fumes from Reagan International Airport, that the, the planes are revved up and, and people are ready to leave town. Uh, and it seems that Chuck Schumer is sort of ratcheting up uh, that as part of the argument that we have to get this done before recess. Nobody's leaving until we do. Uh, and that just becomes one more artificial way to prevent – real debate, transparency, and an open amendment process.
1: That's right. Uh, Ted Kennedy, former senator from Massachusetts, Democratic senator, used to say that something happens, always happens inside the Senate when senators are locked in a room and they realize they can't leave until they get something done. That's incidentally why the filibuster isn't a veto and why you may have a handful of senators who want to speak on it, but you're not going to have all the senators, and eventually they're going to start smelling the jet fumes themselves. And I think this entire process, again, this goes back to something that we've discussed in the past. This entire process is designed to have the appearance of a debate. The appearance of an amendment process where citizens' concerns are adjudicated on the Senate floor. But in reality, it's designed to rubber stamp legislation that may be good or bad. I leave it to to your listeners and others to make that determination. But to rubber stamp legislation without significant and major change. Look, the process was over the second the bipartisan group or gang um, discussed figured out what they wanted to do, reached an agreement, and wrote this 2,000-plus-page bill. After that, everything else is kind of the denouement, and nothing ultimately will be changed of any significance. Mm.
0: Process matters. James Wallner, always appreciate your inside perspective as it relates to how the Senate actually works, and these are all things that we've got to be watching for if we're ever going to hold people accountable for doing the job in the United States Senate. Senate. Uh, James, thanks for joining us today, as always. Thanks for having me. All right, we're going to step aside for bottom of the hour news. Uh, James gave us a lot to think about there in terms of the process. Those are all things we got to watch in the days to come. Coming up next, you want more government spending? You want more government benefits? LeVar Webb's going to tell you how to get it in 2022. Coming up next. Stay with us on KSL News Radio. A gun in the face. Then all of a sudden, they all kind of lined up. pound on the door boom 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 and there was the police once again
1: you can binge all of the episodes of hope and darkness on kslpodcasts.com or wherever you get your podcasts